Hello, welcome to the Smarticle Podcast. Each day on the show, we take an interesting idea or topic and dissect it. All we ask of you is that you give us 15 minutes so that we can entertain you. And maybe, just maybe, you might learn something new. God Talk Friday, Brandon. You know what we're going to do on the Smarticle Podcast? Take six seconds of silence. People have been wondering why I need silence. It's because I need a moment to be able to <laughs> deal with the universe, to be able to deal with you. That's why. Larry, this is a God Talk Friday, so let's let's so just real. kind of maybe we Still can truth. maybe we could reel back our, and tone down a little bit of our angst and our anger towards each other lately. I feel like it's you've had a lot of energy in a, in a way that I want to try to direct in a more positive way, oh. if for nothing else, for your mom. I, just because oh. I feel like she needs to hear the Larry that I know, which is loving and kind, not angry and gristly and you know so so it's a god talk friday so let's keep it that way cheers to that brandon our good friends at the center for action and contemplation are going through a series called the second half of life we've talked about this a little bit before a uh post came out this week called a deeper lightness brandon are you ready to be light i am as ready as i'm ever going to be to be light there's gravitas in the second half of life, but it is held up by a much deeper lightness or okayness. Our mature years are characterized by a kind of bright sadness and sober happiness, if that makes any sense. Second half of life, one has less and less need or interest in eliminating the negative or fearful, making again those old rash judgments, holding on to old hurts, or feeling any need to punish other people. Superiority complexes have gradually departed in all directions, we learn to positively ignore and withdraw our energy from evil or stupid things rather than them fight them directly. I feel like this is the exact opposite of the character we get of the grumpy old man telling kids to get off their lawn. The graceful old man accepts kids ruffling up his lawn. Absolutely. I read that part. It's, it's interesting that you chose that same part because we read a lot of stuff. We, you and I both kick a lot of tires and we just talk about, Oh, that's my favorite article, but that might be one of the most profound paragraph that it again quotes that you've ever read on the show for me personally. I don't know for other people, but for me personally, because it talked about, we all become well-disguised mirror images of anything that we fight too long, too directly. Man, I have spent my entire life fighting. I'm fighting everything. I am like Don Quixote a la Mancha tilting windmills bro and i there's something incredibly freeing when someone gives you permission like for me it's been hank blunk my father-in-law mentor great man who introduced me to to you know richard Rohr and amongst others but this idea of hey man you do not need to fight in fact it's the inverse that when you fight you lose yourself and you know i'm like oh you got to stand up for the little guy you got to you got to you know when they're trying to cut down trees, you got to fight against or whatever it is. And, and there probably is certainly a time to resist and to fight. But I was thinking about this great book I once read called The Brothers K, where there's a section in there where he says that if you're an ideologue or if you're a person that's a revolutionary, eventually you have to give up everything in order to be that revolutionary. So you've got to give up your friends and your family and whatever else you believe because the revolution is the only thing that matters. And that struck, that struck me as the same thing here is that if you choose to fight everything, you just become the fight. And it was just profound to me. It's like, man, it's freeing to realize you don't have to be the one to fight everything. 
I think this is interesting in that, let me read this again. In the second half of life, one has less and less need or interest in eliminating the negative or fearful or making old rash judgments, which I feel like is exactly what Fox News does. And it's all old people watching Fox News. So there's a certain component of old people that are just keeping score and are just building up negative and fearful feelings and not letting it go. Well, I think that there's this thing that when you're young, you see the world as like anything is possible. I could go anywhere. Uh, we recently <laughs> talked to uh, a guy by the name of Barry Hoffman. Who literally who's goes anywhere. <laughs> who literally has traveled all over the world. It's pretty amazing. And, you know, a lot of it is just getting up and going and, and making it possible to see challenging yourself to do things. But I think that is oftentimes as people get older, if you do not become like that, where you stretch yourself, where I find it the more, the older I get, the more important it is for me to do things differently, i.e. maybe take a yoga class or, or try to do a, you know, a hike somewhere I've never been or, or meet some new person. You get really, you get really static in your life. You, you don't, if you don't stretch your, your muscles get tight. Right. And so I think that that's part of what he's saying here is that what you're saying about the Fox news crowd, they're just sitting there having somebody tell them what they think they already know, as opposed to saying, Hey, maybe there is something different to this. Maybe there's another way to look at this. We talk about all generations on this show. We've talked about zoomers and gen alpha and boomers and all these things. But whenever any of those groups of people think they know more than everyone else, and they've got it all figured out, boy, they're in trouble. And I think that's what I take from this is like, hey, man, step back from your ego and from yourself, which is a big part of this second half of life. I actually don't write down a lot of questions, but I wrote this down, which directly weights to what you just said. Let's just say you're a second half of lifer and you've got, you're working on that uh -huh. and you run up against the first half of lifer, which we've discussed is their job is to build their identity, right. to be black and white. How does the second half of lifer relate? or inspire the first half of life or that there's more than what they're supposed to be. I think that you personally, I mean, I, I don't know, but I think what I've learned from people like Hank is in Richard Rohr and others is you can honor the work they're doing in their first half of life without being, without being giving a platitude or, you know, sort of like, Oh, that's, isn't that cute what you're doing <laughs> as to say, Hey, you know, that's awesome. I'm glad you're doing a good job for your family. And I'm, I'm glad that you've, you're, you're building a good career and I'm really proud of you for doing X, Y, and Z and, and not saying, but if you did this, you'd be better saying that I'm just going to walk alongside of you. And when that person inevitably begins to ask those questions, which we all will, you're there to walk with them. I think that's a big part of this is to walk with people in an honest way, as opposed to a dishonest or inauthentic. We've been using that word a lot lately in inauthentic way. To say that I'm just going to be with you. I have guys that I'm friends with here in Asheville that are 20 years younger than me. They're like firmly building up their towers. They have to. That's awesome. But at some point, they're going to wake up and be 60 and go, wow, okay, I got 25 years left. What am I going to do with it? Well, that's interesting because that was like the second part of this question I have for you. Because I feel like you're living both sides of this. Like you're, yeah. you are a second half of life or kind of an old dude, but you got a young kid. Yeah. So you're still on the first half of life, not only with her, with all the people you're dealing with. Yeah. And it's it, absolutely. And it's really interesting. And I think that I, I just realized that I gave myself that advice of walking alongside people without being judgmental because part of me is just oh. like, oh my God, dude, trust me. What you're stressing out about right now, it ain't nothing but a chicken wing. 
but you can't say that to somebody that's in the middle no, of it because it's you really can't. stressful. And you know, if if you have a, a a tendency like I do to be like, ah, oh, come on, dude, figure it out. Like, well, no, that's what the second half of life is all about. Is that what I liked about this thing? Hey, it's in the tension. There's the tension of you know, in the very first side, he says it's there's a kind of bright sadness and a sober happiness. I'm like, well, I want to get that put up on a poster in my office, a bright sadness and a sober happiness. Like it's, you've got to hold it all loosely in your hand because it, it can all go tomorrow. I read this. Uh, I, I don't do a lot of these, read a lot of LinkedIn articles, but this dude posted one about his wife being unemployed for a year and how she, you know, high achiever had done really well, was like a mid, you know, mid to upper level manager and was laid off thick. And, and, and when she started that, they were like, oh, it's no big deal. You'll, you'll get, you know, you get a job. So three months later, didn't get a job. Six months later, not a single interview, no job hours, a few interview meetings. Right. And I, and I related with that because I've been in that exact space. And at the end of that year, she said, you know what? I'm going to write a kid's book. And she just published a kid's book. And I was like, that's, that's it. T- take this and do the best you can with where you are and write a kid's book. I don't know. It's not, it, it was very profound to me. That to me is the second half of life. Do we have some breaking news to reveal here on the Smarticle podcast? That person is you and you are in fact writing. <laughs> Although my letter. daughter and I do want to write a, a pop-up book for uh, where's mommy's phone because my wife spends all her time searching for her phone, but no, it was not me. Why would you not write? Where's mommy's phone? I know we should. My daughter and I should. She should. Uh, she should do the artwork, and I'll write the the thing. That's a great idea. I'll do that. Do I get ten percent of the royalties because we came up with this here on the Smarticle Podcast? Yes, absolutely. It's all going to be back into the show. We're going to be rich, Larry, rich, because that's what second half of life is all about—getting rich. Brandon, I'd like to thank you for being a first half of life and a second half of lifer all at the same time. 